Live from the studios of 604, the rain capital of the world, to sports and more from the 604. I gotta say, yeah, these guys, sports and more, I love their content. It is raw. Thank you, Gordon Ramsay. We are here. We are live. <laughs> got your boy RC. We got DB and KTC. Welcome to one more episode of What's Sports and More from the 604. We good? We on lucky number seven here? Yeah, lucky number 11, man. Episode seven, Sports and More 604. Shit, man. We, we made it. I don't know <laughs> if this is lucky or unlucky, but we're doing it. I feel pretty lucky. I feel pretty lucky. I'm pretty honored to be here with you guys. I I am honored. Yeah. I've got my got my favorite Raptors hoodie on because training camp is in town. Raptors training camp is in the 604. Really? Oh yeah, they're here right now. <laughs> That's my Kawhi. Oh, the the Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> I just sounded like Jadakiss right there, actually. <laughs> Officially, the best laugh in sports, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, everyone quick do your best Kawhi laugh <laughs> that guy man he's you, such a robot that he forgets how to laugh you know? if you watch him if you watch the video of th- there's a video out there on Instagram that shows the progression of Kawhi's laugh from like 2011 to now and Kawhi's laugh has has changed more than he has, you know, as a player or a person. You know, it's, did you say it's gone like better or worse? Because I think it's no, gone, it's, like, it's it's gone worse. from it's gone from like he was a human being and now yeah. he's he's a robot. Yeah, like, he's not he's a machine. He's just out there getting steals, man. <laughs> he's just he's just a, a steals and three pointing and defensive juggernaut MVP caliber player now. Robot, not from this MVP earth. caliber. Do you have him in your MVP race in the NBA this season? I mean, it's it's, it's really hard to tell, man, because he's been gone for a year. He played nine games last year, but um, if he can come back and play um, at like a 2016 level for the Raptors as he was playing for the Spurs, 100%. I I have him in the MVP conversation. Is he the front runner? No, definitely not. Broski, man. But I, I would I would have him in the top five MVP conversation. Like we already talked about this before, but I think James Harden, the reigning MVP, will have something to say. Nah. LeBron LeBron James playing on the Lakers team where there's arguably not a lot of help will have oh, something yeah. to say. Anthony Davis continuing to progress without Boogie Cousins this time will have something to say. Maybe one of KD or Steph, whoever has the nah. kind of bigger season, will have something to say. But see, that's the thing. And, and, th- and then you're and then you're gonna have Kawhi Leonard in in that conversation. So but isn't it? So re- remind us, the MVP award is by the press, voted by the press. The so all of the um most of the of the awards that are handed out at the at the end of the year are are voted on by the media. Um, there are some awards that I think the players and coaches and GMs vote on, like Players' Choice Awards. Yes. But but the main ones that you hear about in the news, you know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, that's that's the media. That's a, that's a media and, vote. And, and see, here's always been my take on the MVP, and the the proof of it is my boy, the Black Mamba, didn't get a bunch of MVPs. He was the best player in the league. But the MVP goes to, like, the most important player for one of the not the best teams does that make any sense like that i think that plays into the team it. has to make the playoffs the, yeah, in order for the, a player the, the, to the win the record MVP. has to be top one seed oh yeah. for sure otherwise they can be. it's like well how is he any how is he that valuable well curry was the no, mvp no, no, no. If, if, if you if you go back and if you go back and take a look at it most 
uh, regular season MVPs come from a team that is in the top top two or three of either conference, and and usually is is the top team. For example, like LeBron, he hasn't he. I mean, he well, won't LeBron get hasn't won an MVP, a regular season MVP in a few years now. But but when he did, he's like one of the best players in the league. Yeah, but let's not forget that Miami was the number one. Like out of those four seasons that he was in Miami. I, I don't know this, you know, for a fact, but off the top of my head, I'm gonna say that Miami was the number one seed in the East at least two out of those four years. I think it was three. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been the three. Third, yeah. It's LeBron. LeBron's got four regular season MVPs, twice with the Heat and twice with the Cavs, and that all those Cavs. Those but two, he hasn't gone one since he's returned to the Cavs. Exactly. Those two Cavs MVPs were, were pre 2007 on his first stint in the league. And there was a couple of those Cavs teams that were 60-win teams that were number one seeds in the Eastern Conference. Go back to last year, James Harden. Houston was was the number one seed in um, in, in the West and in the league. LeBron yeah. got robbed were last they, year from MVP. They yeah, they, yeah they, they, were. they had the top record in the, the league. The yeah, yeah, they, they, wow. they had the top Boy, record yeah. in the league. But, see, okay, tangent, tangent. We're going off. Left we're going turn. off. Miami LeBron or Cleveland return LeBron? Cleveland reached the highest level of basketball. Cleveland returned LeBron. He that was more like a LeBron like this is my team show. Like on that other on the Miami LeBron, he can go off and Dwayne Wade was out there doing his thing too. DB. Um man, I don't I don't know, you know. Okay, so here here's the thing. Um you know 2012 or whatever whatever these last 2014 to 2018 Cleveland LeBron um, has put on some of the single greatest um, playoff performances by one player I've ever seen probably maybe even the best you know like this last year when he took this Cavs team to the finals this yeah. this Cavs team um, you know with a Kevin Love that wasn't really playing very well and Tristan Thompson, who can't do shit all anymore, uh, and you know they had, course. they had they had they had no they had no they, they they pulled in fucking Rodney Hood and Larry Nance and like guys like that. Jordan Clark. So this this LeBron and then LeBron LeBron from a couple years you know prior to that, um, you know that that first year where they lost to the Warriors, the Warriors' first championship, um, where. Kyrie went out, Kevin Love went out, and LeBron still took that Warriors team to six games. That was one of the greatest playoff performances or finals performances I've ever seen. Last year's LeBron was one of the greatest playoff performances I've ever seen. It was like, like for a triple double. For all right? four, yeah, I think he, um, I think he did average a triple double throughout the entire playoffs. He kept getting better every round too. So you know, so LeBron second stint in Cleveland versus Miami LeBron from in terms of playoff performance and putting a shit team on his back. I'm going to go ahead and say Cleveland, second stint Cleveland LeBron. But peak LeBron performance, like sky high, just all over the place, and, and also defensively as well, I'm going to go Miami LeBron. Because that was that was him in his physical prime, I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> those first couple years in Cleveland where, you know, he had that block against Eagle Dalla where they won the one championship in Cleveland. You know, he did play defensively stout in that finals but Miami LeBron if you go back and check the stats like he could have been in the running for defensive player of the year a couple of those seasons that team was stacked that team was stacked but LeBron I think LeBron's athletic performance was peaked in in the Miami years but I think his 
his mental prowess of the game and his ability to, to think the game cerebrally um, is definitely the second stint in Cleveland. So we'll see what happens in L.A., man. I mean, he's got a lot of young players. Again, he's kind of hitting the reset button on having to establish a culture again. I mean, the Lakers do have a, a, a rich history, but do they have a current winning culture? And I think the answer is no. They have a coach that has come from a winning culture in Golden State, but Luke Walton's still young. Jeannie Buss is not her father. So they have a lot of learning to do, and, and a lot of pressure is going to be put on LeBron to reestablish that Lakers culture. Magic is there to kind of help show him the way, but it's funny that Luke Walton know. was drafted like right after LeBron. Not like right after, but that those two are in the same draft class. Yeah, yeah, they, now it's, they're it's, back together. It's, it's like, crazy. Damn, you're, you're coaching me. Like, get out of here, man. People, I'm people, way better than you. People don't realize how how <laughs> people don't realize LeBron's longevity is ridiculous. Like, he's still playing as one of the top three. You know, arguably the best player in the game. Like, I, I think he has a, a legitimate claim to being the best player in basketball right now. He probably sure. is number one. He's in his 15th year in the league, man. Yeah, came in at 18. The guy's 33 years old. He came in, he was drafted when there was no such thing as fucking high definition. He came in when TV screens were, were squares and not fucking rectangles, man. Like, LeBron James is, is old, but he's, he's like, defied father I, time. I completely agree. I mean, even if LeBron is back nine right now, I, I said he was going to win the MVP for this coming year. I thought he got raw from the MVP last year. I didn't think Harden was going to win it. Uh, you know what though, Harden, Harden. If you look at the advanced stats, and I know that we're gonna, you know, I don't want to get into that conversation of fancy stats. Like let them, let the fans look at the stats themselves. Fancy yeah. stats and advanced stats versus you know more traditional you know ways of stat keeping. But James Harden, his his advanced stats were crazy. Like that Houston offense is one of the greatest, most prolific offenses the NBA has ever seen. And James Harden is the, is the complete engine of that. I mean, I know Chris Paul is there, but the way that he was able to, you know, distribute on the floor, still get his own, keep that offense running at a high, high clip. And that team was, let's not forget, that team was a defensive juggernaut last year with, with guys like Trevor Ariza and um, and P.J. Tucker and, and Luke Bamute, like, that's a defensively Capella. good team. Yeah. Capella and, and Harden's pulling the strings on all they're, of it. They're good defenders, but they gave Harden a pass on the defending. And it's it's crazy it's crazy how, you know, the three point shot has taken over basketball. But back to the LeBron just to give you guys my take. Mm. I think LeBron learned to dominate games in Miami. I think that's when that's, you know he had to start yeah. taking control. Yeah. Learn how to win. Learn how to win unarguably. Yeah, you know, and I think like, I think LeBron going to Miami, you know, it, it made him realize that he legitimately could be one of the greatest players of all time. Then when I saw him that first and second finals run with the Cleveland, his first two years in Cleveland to me, he showed the best level. Yeah. Not that he didn't have it in the third and fourth years, but it was more expected of him because he was the guy. And I thought he had a better shot at it too. Like the first two years, legit, he had a better shot at. Winning the, the third and fourth. Uh, he year. learned how to sink threes in the last four years too. Absolutely. Even yeah. back in Miami, he wasn't taking much threes. Good shit, man. That's you know, guys. Uh, Messages sports and more six oh four. We can go on for hours. Yeah, just absolutely, on guys. Basketball. Please, you know, hit hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Give us your feedback. Is you know, is 
who who was peak LeBron? Which phase of LeBron James was peak LeBron? Was it was it the first Cleveland stint? If you feel that way, was it? We are Mi- witness. Yeah, was it Miami LeBron? Was it was it Cleveland Volume Two? Or Taking do or do you think do you think that peak LeBron is yet to come? I mean, at a, as a 33 <laughs> year old in his 15th year, maybe some of you think going to Showtime Lake may Show. uh, reinvigorate him. So let us know what you think. Hashtag SM604. We want to hear from you. Um, I want to I want to give something to you guys here and kind of we're going to mutate one of the topics that we were going to talk about today but i want to kind of specifically focus on basketball with this you know we're on the lebron talk and we're talking about miami and the cleveland years we were going to talk about today um some of the greatest sports teams of all time but i think that deserves a more of a deeper dive on another pod but i want to run the table with you guys and and get your take on where do you rank some of the greatest basketball teams of all time, specifically just in the NBA. You know, we're talking about that Miami team, and what are some of the other teams that come to mind? I mean, a lot of people, especially right now, are kind of comparing this current um, Warriors dynasty to like the, the, the 96 Bulls, and that was, you know, a lot of people hold that as one of the greatest teams in the history of basketball. So where do you guys put... You know, we, we did Mount Goatsmore last week on some of the, the greatest athletes and the greatest goats of all time. Do not miss episode six. Yeah, don't. Yeah, if you guys didn't listen to episode six, please tune in. Mount Goatsmore was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, what, what do you put on the on the Rushmore of, of the NBA's all time teams? And, and maybe it's one season of a team, or maybe it's like a, a dynasty. Um, you know, a, a period of time. What do you have? For the NBA's all-time teams, Mount Rushmore, or maybe it's a RC. team that never was. Like, for Who example, um, shit, what was it? Dwight, Kobe, oh, Meta, Steve Nash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, like there was a moment <laughs> that that team could have just destroyed, but never came to be. Yeah, but there's, there's. I mean, you go back through every sport, and on paper, there's going to be teams that should have been just fucking unbelievable that you know didn't even make the playoffs <laughs> and the, and, the, and those lakers are, are are one of them so you know n- yeah nah paper doesn't mean nothing K- ktc knows my fantasy team on my espn league on paper looks great but i'm 0-3 so <laughs> you know paper doesn't mean paper doesn't mean nothing you gotta yeah, go the best out on the team field doesn't and mean play. the best players the best team means the best team playing um I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say um you know for for one year like a one year i i I will agree with a lot of the older pundits and, and say that those 96 Bulls, you know, they probably got to be the, the 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 number one team of all time in the NBA just from a, a one year perspective. You know, you go you go 72 and 10 and you just dominate through the playoffs. I think they lost like one or two games in that in that entire playoffs and um, you know and they they win their way to their fir- their their first championship of the second three-peat. That that to me is probably one of the greatest teams of all time. MJ, Scotty, Steve Kerr, um, list goes on. So Ron I, Harper, yeah, Tony Kukoc, yeah. So that that team for me has got to got to be up there. Second to them though, for me it's it's a toss up between this current Warriors team and, and and you know they've got a little they've definitely got a legitimate dynasty going, and and that early two thousands Lakers squad that just you know put fear into people when they stepped out on the court right like what, what was that three-peat i think it was 2001 and 02 2002 2002 yeah. yeah 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 that was unreal you know like that that to me 
I, I don't know which I would have behind those 96 Bulls, either those early 2000s Lakers or this current uh, Warriors dynasty, but it's got to be one of those two. Well, yeah, you touched down, and I don't even think there's much of a debate. In, in the NBA, the, the benchmark is that 72 yeah. win Bulls team that yeah. went on to to kill everyone in the finals. And you took the words right out of the mouth because I was my second favorite team or the best team after that. I would have said that that untouchable best duel in the NBA that they've ever seen, which is Shaq and Kobe. Best duel of all time? Best duel of all time, man. Best one and two punch combo, Chuck. I don't think I can disagree with that. You know, the one thing though is, yeah, you know, for the older listeners that are tuning in, you know, we're not going to talk about those, you know, Sixers or or those um, those Rockets dynasties or or you know, yeah, or the Celtics with John Havlicek and all that shit back in the day. Bill Russell winning Um, eleven championships. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to. You know, we can't speak on that. But where do you guys put? And this is nowhere near the top of the list, but. I'm just talking about in my lifetime of, of watching, you know, basketball. So over the last 20 years or so, that um, that Pistons squad, yes. uh, right after yes. the Lakers were done, yeah, that's yeah, man. that that's that to me is is probably the craziest defensive team of all time. So let's recap those like, Pistons. And I'm glad you brought them up because I was thinking about them to show up. The opponent's average them, was right? like 70 something so points, man. They that was the average turned the game into a defensive focus game, right? Larry Brown, the coach, he coached Iverson before. Yeah. So he, fuck, he, he must have just gone crazy changing from oh, Iverson Larry, to Larry this Brown team. Larry Brown and AI just wanted to fucking uh, murder each other. So, <laughs> so with this team it. you had playing at center, the one of the greatest blockers and purely defensive players of NBA of all time, Big Ben Wallace. Big Ben. One game with dreadlocks. No, what was it? One one game with cornrows, one game with afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. love yeah, that. He I just love did that it. guy. And then power forward, you had your boy Rashid Wallace. Sheed is He had post the, moves. Yeah. He was a good one-on-one player. He had a long distance. He had a jumper. He had defense. Rashid Wallace in his prime. And one of the best all-time personalities in the history of the NBA in a league that's full of personalities. Yep. Then you got one of the most defensive, the best defensive guards of all time, Tayshawn Prince. Yeah, yeah, for great Rambo player and, li- and rip. Since he was a rookie too, he was yeah. he was good off the bat. Yeah. And then you got one of the hardest workers in NBA history, Rip Hamilton. You rip, yeah. I remember uh, him telling a story where he'd go out running with his three Dobermans or whatever, no way. and he'd have to come back. To leave the dogs because they were too tired and he'd keep running. No way. He was one of the hardest working cats. Yeah, I saw Dor- him Dorman's live. Run forever, man. I saw him play live uh, when he was in the Wizards with uh, Michael Jordan. I didn't see Jordan because Michael decided not to go to the Mexico preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> what the, MJ, if you're listening to this dude, ¿Qué pasa, amigo? What the fuck? <laughs> but Rip Hamilton went and he was amazing. And of course, what you got with Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, I was going to say, let's not Point forget guard. about the man who kind of... Ran the, leader. the whole show. Yeah, the leader yeah, of that he was, team. He was the leader of that team for sure. Chauncey Billups. I, I hope he gets a GM job sometime soon because I, I really think he's going to do well with it. Um, you know, he he has that 
he has that persona about him to be really calm, cool, and collected. And, and Mr. Big Shot, like, you don't get that moniker for nothing. So I like that team more than I like the Celtics that won. Speaking of... Uh, um, Garnett and... Uh, speaking of catching those guys Anything is live, possible, Celtics yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, just, they, they did it once, man. That's <laughs> all they... Anything is possible! That's all they did. They, they, they went to the finals twice, and they, that, got, they got one, like... That was my favorite finals. I Even though my team lost, that was my favorite finals. I know, but, you know, people talk about that anything is possible team. Like, they got one ring, you know? Like, they, they put a collection of three big stars together. And I guess that was, you know, I, I don't want to say that was the birth of, like, the big three. Because this has been happening for decades, right? People don't, people don't you know, remember it, history properly. But that was in the modern era of the NBA, the, the, the first time that they kind of, you know, constructed a team of stars and kind of built around that. And, and, you know, the, and the rest of the NBA followed suit. LeBron changed the game again when he kind of gave the rest of the players union the power of agency when he kind of chose this is where i'm gonna go and i'm gonna you're gonna build the team around me and he kind of gave that power of agency to elite players to kind of have that freedom to see what we're seeing now you know guys like jimmy butler who say hey i want to go to miami or i want to go to the clippers like i'm gonna tell you where i want to go and even though i don't have a no trade clause it doesn't fucking matter because nobody who I don't want to sign with isn't going to trade for me. Yeah. So, you know, LeBron kind of gave players the power of agency, but I would say that that Boston big three kind of reignited the the idea of, of kind of collect, col- yeah, collecting yeah. stars and stacking the box. So, you know, that was an interesting time, but they only got one. So they kind of kickstarted it, but they never really fully flourished with that. Speaking of that, of that Pistons team for a second, though, being able to watch them live, I got to see them live uh, once in 2000. Seven or eight, 2007, um, the, the 2007 2008 season. I got to see them live, and that was you know kind of right when they were coming out of the their era. Years, yeah, yeah, you know, but but Big Ben was still there, Rip was still there, Chauncey was still there. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think Tayshawn Prince would have been there anymore. No, because he left. He left. Yeah. Yeah, and I, so I saw them down in Seattle, and and in 2007, this is when Ray Allen. And Richard Lewis were the one-two punch for Seattle. And it was, little known fact here, people forget this, it was the rookie year of one Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant back when he was forming oh, the uh, yeah. Durantula moniker. Yeah. So um, that was a really fun game. I, 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 went to, I went to a couple of Sonics games before they... Uh, before they moved down to OKC, and those are some fun times, man. Like that arena would get rocking when Ray Allen would be dropping threes, or Rashard Lewis was at the peak of his athleticism, so he was he was pulling some high flying acts. That was a fun team to watch, man. They're gonna get a team back soon, hey. You know what? That that arena um, is well, really not that well suited for NBA. But I, they just got proof of a new arena. No, no, no. It's a seven hundred million dollar renovation of the current key oh. arena. They're gonna change the name, and and they're but. but they're basically doing like a, a complete regutting um, of that current arena. I don't know enough about the politics and the ins and outs of it, but to me, it's a major mistake because you're gonna spend 700 million. You might as well spend a little more, bit more. You and might get as well the spend a stadium. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing: when it's done, it's gonna be one of the smallest arenas in in, in North American sports. Like they're gonna get their hockey team. Like that's already done. They've already yeah. done the season ticket drive. Season ticket drive is sold out. They're get NHL. Seattle, if we have any Seattle listeners, we're, we're making our way, you know, slowly down south. Sports and more 604, we're not just about the 604, okay? We'll go south of the border to our friends down there. <laughs> we want you guys to listen. But to our Seattle listeners, anybody interested in Seattle sports, that arena 
is only going to have capacity for like 16,000 people or something like that. Like it's going to be one of the smaller arenas in the Which NHL. Which is fine. The MTS Center in Winnipeg is a new stadium and the 16,000. Yeah, that's fine. But we're talking about Winnipeg versus Seattle. Seattle's bigger than Vancouver on a population basis. You know what I mean? Like they, they should have a 18, 19, you know, maybe 20,000 person arena. Like 16 is, is small, man. You're, you're losing a couple thousand people worth of, of gate revenue every single game. Cut the uh, cut the supply increase of demand, man. Fair enough. And, you know, that maybe that's a thing. But but the, um, the Soho development which was being proposed by the guy that wanted to, to build the arena in Hamilton. I I thought that would have been cool because you're kind of basically creating a neighborhood and they, they would have put that arena right next to where Safeco and CenturyLink are. So you would have had that little trio right all in the same area. That would have been a dope development, but whatever they're renovating, <laughs> they're renovating Key Arena. I hope it's a huge success. Hockey's obviously going to be there. I think basketball will be there at some point. It like, has to be. They, yeah. they, that was a good basketball town. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, th- yeah. I, I definitely think it's a basketball town. They need to bring town. that in Portland's rivalry back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, and, and the thing is, you know, I don't know if the Grizzlies will ever come back. I, I personally am of the belief that they will. That's just my optimistic holding out no, hope. Not anytime you know, soon. I don't not think. anytime soon. You know, Sometime or lifetime, maybe. Oh, I, I, I truly believe the like Grizzlies. Like episode like 500 yeah. on SNM, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? I don't know if they should call them the Grizzlies again, but Vancouver's getting an NBA team back in our lifetime. You can bank on it. It, it won't be for at least 10 years, maybe more. But mm-hmm. Seattle, I would say Seattle's getting an NBA team within five years. I agree, yeah. and I and I agree with you. I think they're making a mistake using that much money to renovate because yeah. you know we spent a lot of money renovating BC Place, and it's a freaking bust. I I don't know, man. That's ah, it's a bust. We could have used a new stadium. But where are you gonna build it? Figure it out, man. You know what though? That renovation was <laughs> was way over budget and cost two hundred fifty million for fucking roof. Yeah, for and a it roof, barely yeah. opens. That's <laughs> true. That 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 part is a little bit disappointing. The roof doesn't really like open open. You know what I mean? But what I will say is, if if you go if you go take a look at um, you have to look at where you are. Right, we're in Canada. You have to take a look at all the other big format stadiums across the country. BC Place is the nicest one. Like what what else do you have besides BC Place? You've got Rogers Center. That's the old Sky Dome, man. That thing is a concrete fucking. You know, I guess, but step it up. Look what Edmonton did with Rogers Center or Rogers Arena or wherever. Yeah, but no, but, that, but, that, but that's an arena though, right? That's a, that's one of those 20, 19, 20,000 person. There's lots of nice arenas out there. I'm talking large format stadiums. You know, things that are forty thousand people plus. BC Place is a fifty-five thousand person stadium, and it's definitely nicer than Rogers Center. And I don't really think there's anything else other than those two stadiums that would be like an actual. Full service, you know, roof on, roof off, you know, you've got, you've got, um, you know, you've got where the Eskimos play and where the, where the Rough Riders play, but those are just kind of outdoor grandstand type, <laughs> type areas, right? It's not a proper stadium, you know? So yeah, I, I guess, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it leaves a little bit of something to be desired, but I think BC Place is the nicest stadium in Canada. And I, and I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any competition. Yeah. For now. Could have been better. Yeah. Sports and more 604. This is episode seven. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Hashtag SM604. Join the conversation. Uh, we want to hear from y'all. What do you guys want to? What do you guys want us to talk about more? Less? We, we you know we touch on a lot of hoops and, and football in here. Uh, Roro, you know you got a you got some dancing topics. We can talk fighting when you want to. Yeah, we got man. it all covered. But right now we're gonna move into um, a little bit of NFL talk. Uh, KTC, you and I just wanted to. 
quickly kind of recap what happened last week some some major storylines to follow and we're going to keep going with our pick man our season long uh our season long little bragging rights competition and let's not forget we're giving advice to the people man oh, yeah. if any any of you uh we don't we don't condone gambling it's illegal in i think 48 out of 50 states but but it's a lock it's a lock, <laughs> but you can take it to the house <laughs> um Week three, man, just real quick. You know, I don't, we don't need to recap the scores. All you guys can go on Google and Twitter. And well, just so we have it on tape now, you and I, we're all square in the season. Well, hold on. We'll get to that later. I'm talking week three, just storylines, just in general. I just want oh, to run through that. Yeah, first? just what, what's happening in the NFL. What do, you, what do you think is what do you think is worth talking about? I, I always got to talk about my team. Man. My yeah. team's always in the headlines right now. I mean, if you want to recap on what happened. What happened? For for once, I will actually agree with you that the Patriots are worth talking about right now. <laughs> because you know what, ladies and gents, we and I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we may be witnessing the conclusion of the Patriots dynasty right before our very eyes, and it just makes me so happy. Okay, well, the last time so the media happy. said what you just said, we ended up winning the Super Bowl. Oh, no, I'm not saying, I'm not I'm not saying, saying that's going to happen for us. I believe that this coming Sunday and our game against Miami yeah. is going to have implications on what type of team we really are. Are we really going to oh, bounce true. back? Because if we lose that game, we're not going to get a bye in the playoffs. And you don't no, want no, Tom Brady not. playing every single... You want to give our 41-year-old quarterback the bye week. 100%. Yeah. But forget the bye week, man. Are the New England has want to know if the roof is falling apart. New England hasn't lost two games in a row in like six years or something like that. Well, we haven't or lost not, not that by, many years, but by double digits. That's what it was. No, no, we, you guys we, haven't lost two games in a row in like two years. No, we have before in the in 2014 when the roof was collapsing. 20, again. That's 2014. That's four years ago, man. Holy fuck! It's 2018. Eh? It that was four years. <laughs> <laughs> we've, right. we've just welcomed K- KTC to the year 2018. They haven't lost two games in a row in some multitude of years, and they definitely haven't lost three in a row. So I don't know, man. Okay, what, well, what the we last time here? that our, like New England fans were in this situation, it was a, a stomping against like we got our asses whooped on a Monday nighter on against Kansas City, and that was when every single media was saying it's over the dynasty is over yeah. great run and since then we've almost done a small little mini dynasty because then we ended up go- winning 10 games after that kansas city win and that was the year we beat seattle we missed a uh, super bowl the year after we beat atlanta and we made the super bowl again it's, it's, it's been a huge run you know this They're time you know what i'm not gonna say one or the other but i'm gonna say that I'm going to have a good feeling of how this team is going to go depending on how this game is. And I expect us to bounce back and go 2-2. Two and two. In any case, it made me so happy just to, to watch them get pummeled by the Lions. I had so much fun doing that. Um, I, I want to touch on a couple of things that I, I think are interesting. <laughs> you know, I we joked last week about, you know, once we start talking about the Cleveland Browns, like we need to move on to a different sport to talk about. <laughs> but no, man, fuck it. I'm going to talk about the Cleveland Browns because the Baker Mayfield experience has begun. And I, and I think the Browns might actually be, you know, games worth watching. Now, the Browns might have watchable football again for the first time. And God, I cannot even remember. So okay, now you're overhyping it. Last week you gave them no credit because you took the Jets. No, now, no, no, no I'm, I'm not overhyping. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I'm, I'm saying they're they, winnable team. I'm saying they, they can win I'm games. I'm saying they're playing watchable football. 
<laughs> that's not overhyping at all. That's <laughs> overhyping because I still think that's a freaking three, four win team. Three, four wins? Yeah. Nah, man. Just I, because they beat the Jets doesn't mean they're going to be I'm, I'm not become say, an eight I'm, and I'm eight not team. saying they're a juggernaut. But I'm, Look, they're they're not going to have any primetime game. It's going to stay that way. They're still okay. the Cleveland Browns. The Lakers were fun to watch last year. <laughs> they were a watchable basketball team. They, they were, were fun to watch because of LeVar Ball, dog. Yeah, no, no, listen, that no, I, I I watched a lot of Laker games last year because I, I had Lonzo Ball and KCP on my NBA fantasy team. They were a fun team to watch. They weren't winning many games, but they were fun. When they won, it was fun, and when they lost, it was spectacular. So you know what? Well, there's something about the city of Angels. No matter where their teams are, people go. I know, but I'm just talking about just the 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 way that that the team plays. Like I, I think. Cleveland is going to be with Baker Mayfield under center and the way that he looks like he's slinging it. I think they are going to be a watchable football team, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Like when they line up, you know, it, it'll be fun watching Baker Mayfield see, you know, try to do things. Now they're not going to win 10 games, nine, even nine games. Like I think, I think they're probably going to win five games, man. I, th- I think I, we talked about it last week. I, I predict they're going to finish at six, nine and one. That's my that's my prediction of where Cleveland finishes. But regardless of the record, I, you know Baker Mayfield showed promise, and I think just you know take Patrick Mahomes. Now this is a very different example because he's got a ton of weapons. But young slingers that come in and have a rocket of an arm, they can use their legs a little bit. They're exciting, and they and they're pass happy. That's fun, watchable football. Of course. Right? That's football that you don't mind tuning in and seeing what's going to happen. Who cares if the team loses? So that's my only point. I think I think Cleveland, now with Baker Mayfield, may have <laughs> watchable football. Not winnable football, watchable football. That's well, a big you difference. heard it here, Cle- uh, DB here. The Vikings have a, have a lot to prove. The Bills put a stomp down on them. So I think that's um, that's going to be something fun to watch. The we got to keep talking about the Chiefs, man. This is one of the greatest offenses through three games in NFL history. Now, it's only three Matt, games. Patrick but. Mahomes is looking like a star in the making. And you know what? He reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. He set, he set the record, you know, for touchdowns. And, oh, and yeah. Everybody knows about that. Like No, I know. I know. But, but think about this for one second. Most touchdown passes in, three in games. the three games to yeah. start an NFL season. Not amongst rookies. Ahead of Payne Manning. All quarterbacks, Ahead man. of Tom Brady. Ahead of Dan Marino. Yeah. Like automatic Hall that. of Fame. <laughs> Is that what we're getting to here? No, it's, it's, we'll it, see. It's, give it's, give it's, him some time, but it's an amazing the way, the him, way that yeah. he's playing right now, you know what? This guy has something, and he re- he's having a lot of fun doing it. You can this, tell. You can tell between whistles. And this will cool off, though. I mean, everyone knows that he's well, not, not gonna, sustainable. He's not going to average fucking, you yeah. know four and a half touchdowns a game. But but man, the guy can scramble, and he has an arm, yeah. and he can throw on the run. And you know what? I'm gonna. I'm excited to, to see. I'm excited to see uh, the first Chiefs game. Chiefs game where it's a tight game in the fourth quarter. Where maybe it's you know tied, or maybe they're down by a touchdown or a field goal, and what Patrick Mahomes can do in the pocket, you know, under pressure, maybe under the two-minute warning kind of thing. What is he going to do then? That's going to be a real test, and I can't wait to watch it. But for now, that is by far the most exciting team in football to watch right now. It's not even close. So I, agree. I, I really enjoyed really enjoyed watching that game. Too bad for San Fran fans. My my cousin John is uh, is a San Fran diehard, and and uh, he sent me a lot of um, crying emojis when when <laughs> Jimmy G went down. And so 
Uh, I got you, John. I'm sorry. But, Man, that uh, sucks for me, too. I got bets against the Seahawks and Arizona yeah, with yeah. Jimmy G. So that that was um, that was good. You know, and I, I, one, I think, last thing before we can move on to, uh, to week four. Uh, man, Drew Brees has really found the fountain of youth. I don't know where. I don't know if it's in Louisiana. I don't know if it's in the Bayou. <laughs> I don't know if it's in Baton Rouge. But he has found a well that has some youth water in it, and he's drinking that <laughs> shit, man. He's got he's got MJ's secret stuff, and he's drinking the shit out of it. Right, man. Now. I was watching that game at a buddy's house on Red Zone. Yeah. When he made that spin move and <laughs> rushed in for a yeah, touchdown, yeah. I got off on my seat. I went, damn, man, this guy, he just pulls a Madden shit. That guy balled out Drew against Reeves, Atlanta. Man. Defying father time as we speak. So, you know what? NFL uh, week three was, was a lot of fun. Uh, my fantasy has not been so fun this year, but the football has been great. Um, you literally have a team that you and I both called the worst team of all time i've got i'm in two football fantasy leagues one of them you know I, i'm still holding out hope that i can go on a big run and, and back into the playoffs the other team we have affectionately called the worst fantasy football team of all time so. just the worst fantasy of team of all time. <laughs> just like, of any sport anything like it, oh, show, it's, show it's, the roster on like an instagram post i'm not i'm not gonna share that roster with the world <laughs> you know i'm we're open here on on sports and more 604 hashtag sm604 but guys. i'm not sharing that fantasy team <laughs> With you guys it is it is the worst fantasy team in all of fantasy sports ever it's embarrassing <laughs> man yeah it's an embarrassment um week four man nfl we're, we're, we'll get into the pick them in, in a minute but i just want to talk about what do you think's coming up here because I, I think there's some exciting games uh some divisional matchups um that people should be tuning into i i know where i don't have sunday ticket but i got the the zone thing yeah what do you what do you think about that zone versus sunday ticket which which side of the fence are you on I use both. I use you got both. Well, my friend does it, and I just go to his oh, house. Yeah, but yeah. KDC doesn't, doesn't pay for anything. I don't pay for anything. But the the morning, I gotta say, Red Zone does it. You know, it's auto. We call it just automatic mode. It does everything that you're thinking about doing. You just gotta put your fo- phones down because it's not completely live. Yeah. Because they always bring you back that's to the, the best well, that, moments. That's the problem. Then though, afternoon right? games, you gotta go manual, and you just go with. I um, the game you want to watch. I used the zone. Um, Sunday ticket was was interesting, but I think Sunday tickets like two hundred bucks for the season. And DAZN's like a hundred bucks for the season. Then you can just you know pause your account a month. or whatever. Twenty bucks a month, like, right? Five so month like season. Twenty bucks, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot cheaper. I like you know I like it. Sunday ticket, obviously you can you know, flip through the channels and shit. But anyway, I digress. On my DAZN, but they should be giving us free freaking subscribes. We just gave them both a huge shout out here. That's true, actually. NFL Sunday ticket. We got work on the sponsors. And, yeah, man. NFL Sunday ticket DAZN. Hit us up. SM six zero four hashtag SM six zero four. Uh, on my on my DAZN this week, um, I will be paying a little bit of attention to to your Patriots uh, playing playing Miami. A surprising Miami's three and zero, right? Three yeah. and yeah. A surprising three and zero Miami team. And uh, let's see if the Patriots can avoid a three game losing streak for the first time in God knows how long. So th- I'll be I'll be tuned into that. That's a that's a 10 a.m. game, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific West Coast best. Are we going to see Flash Gordon? We are going to see Flash Gordon. I think he's playing. Yeah, and I think uh, that's. Do you haven't announced it yet? Oh, it's not confirmed. No, it's not confirmed. I have a feeling he'll be in. I have a feeling he'll be in. Rex Burkhead is uh, is going on long term injury reserve yeah. with a with a neck thing. So Sony, it's all you, man. It's all about Sony. You yeah. high. You know what? Both DB and I have you on yeah. our fantasy Sony. teams. 
we're even starting you, man. Yeah. Like, you got to get in there. You got to do your thing. Sony, put that Sony Walkman on. Take it, blast from the past, and just run for 150 yards, please. But yeah, and that defense, we got to figure out the freaking run defense here. Like, you yeah. know what? Our secondary, we knew it was going to be pretty bad. But we, yeah. if, if we're going to compete this year and become a contender, we got to figure out that run defense. I think I think the absolute game of the week for week four is the one coming up tomorrow, the Thursday nighter. Yeah. We're going to we're going to get into that in, in just a minute. We'll we'll deep dive on that a little bit more. Um, you know what? You know, I, I always laugh and you and I joked about this um, off off wax where I always laugh at people who still say that that the Ravens and Steelers is the greatest you know rivalry in all of football. No, but people, people believe this still. Only Steelers and Ravens fans, yeah, and I know true. two diehard Steelers <laughs> fans, and you two idiots are the only one that cares about this Sunday night game. This is a bullshit six-three fucking game, man. Two, three field goals. I just had to turn KTC's mic down because he just got so emotional. Cause man, I hate these games. They're boring as shit. <laughs> Nothing about them is good. And you know what? We even work with Josh, and he's a Ravens fan. He will tell me this is the best football game you'll watch. It's like the fuck you talking about? There's like oh, 20 punts man. in this game. That was good. We're having fun here on Sports and More. Six Bullshit, and four. I like it. I like it. All right, Mr. KTC. It is time. It is time to share with the people our weekly. NFL pickums. Let's do this. RCA, you want to fire us up? So, uh, KTC, you want to recap for the people kind of where we're at right now through uh, three weeks of our of our pickums? We're all square. I think our record, both our records, is four and seven right now. Four and six, actually. Four and six. So we're we're under five hundred. So we gotta step it up. And just again, one more time for the people, because we're we're getting um, we're getting new listeners every week. We gotta tell y'all we appreciate the love and the support. Keep tuning in. Tell your friends about it. Hashtag SM six zero four. Sports and more from the six zero four. You guys are really giving good feedback from uh, from some people that have tuned in early. What we do. On a week-to-week basis, me and KTC here, as we are picking against the Vegas spreads for the three nighter games of the week. Now, these might not be the most interesting games. You know, that's why we want to talk about games that we but find are, are, are relevant. But we're talking the three primetime games every week. We're going to go head-to-head and pick against the Vegas spread odds. And we're going to accumulate our record at the end of the year. And we've actually decided on uh, on a prize now. So you want to want to share that with the people? Well, DB and I, we both have our hat collections. We are hat junkies. So I'm we, wearing. I'm wearing my. I, uh, I don't have a hat head, so you don't. What you? You must be like yeah, a size like eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you I'm got prime, the fro going. I'm prime for a sombrero, but I can't wear a hat. Dude, if I had a fro like you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear a hat. Fro's coming back, guys. Yeah, dude, don't. You heard it here first. <laughs> the fro is coming back. I saw a photo of me with a fro this week, and I just have to blow it up. I saw that. Photo. But anyway, the fro's coming back. I cried happy tears. Yeah, RC <laughs> does not need a yeah, hat. Yeah, don't, don't cover that beautiful head with a hat. Kenton and I, on the other hand, have terrible-looking skulls, and we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, we, we cover it with hats. We need what LeBron has. You yeah. know, that, his hairline had to come back. We need so, so we're both that stuff. We're, we're both hat junkies. I've got, I've got quite the collection, as does KTC, and... and uh, the loser at the at season's end of these pickums is gonna gift the winner uh, a pro fit hat of the winner's choice. Uh, whatever team you want, whatever sport you want, you name it, bro. I'm gonna walk into lids if I lose, and I'll proudly buy you a hat. But that's not gonna happen because you're gonna lose, and you're gonna buy me the hat. So well, thank you very much. Okay, well to recap last week here, I mean we had the three games. We yeah. 
we uh, yeah, so we had three uh, we had three games last week. Uh, we both went uh, one and two, I believe. No, I went two and one. Oh, you went two I, and one. Okay. My homies let me down. Yeah. On the Sunday nighter against the Lions. Yeah. The uh, the Thursday uh, the Thursday nighter. Uh, I took the, the Cleveland uh, Browns. Yeah. Which you, you're high on now. Yeah. Apparently you, you're gonna start watching every Browns game. They're exciting. The man. most I'm watchable a, team, as DB will say. Baker Magon. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't no savior, uh, man. KTC took the win with with Cleveland. They covered the spread by literally half a point. So uh, you, you can you can take that one. Uh, the Lions are covered. Uh, took, <laughs> I, I, just I, covered. I took fucking the points. spanked us. Yeah, no, actually the the sorry the Patriots were the ones that had the points. Uh, the the favorite. Pathetic. So, yeah, I took the Lions and that one got the win. And uh, Tampa Bay Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was favored by one and a half. We all know how that ended up. I think Pittsburgh won by about a touchdown. Uh, so KTC took the win on that one. So through three weeks, through ten games, we are both sitting at an equal. Four wins and six losses against the spread. We're under 500. We got to pick our shit up. But you know what, man? Vegas is hard. This is why Vegas always wins. So we're close to 500. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do better this week. We got three solid games, three really good primetime games this week. Um, KTC, you won the week. So you're going to get the first pick here. The Thursday nighter is Minnesota is traveling to the Coliseum to play the L.A. Rams. And you've got Los Angeles as a six and a half point favorite in L.A. KTC, what you got? You know, before I make my pick, I do want to give a shout out to Everson Griffin. Um, for, for, for the guys who don't know Everson Griffin, he's defensive end on the Minnesota Vikings. He's going through some mental health issues. So what happened for the last few weeks was that... He's just been snapping. He's just been angry. He's literally quoting things from the Bible out of nowhere. The coach and the GM says, look, you're going to have to get yourself some help. Don't come to the training room until you do. So then he was talking to his agent. He met his agent at the hotel, but when his agent showed up, he forgot why he was even doing that. Yeah, sad. It is a sad story. The guy just had another newborn, a third kid, last year. I... Prayers go to Everson and his family right now. This is more than football, obviously. This is about a guy and his well-being. And you know what? We're, we, we, we hope you can get through this, and we hope to see you back in the football field. There. Yeah, and you know, just, just in general, you know, mental health in, in sports and mental health in, you know, all across society is, is no joke. I think um, we're seeing it a lot more um, in the sporting world lately, and we're seeing it a lot more in, in all of society. And... and I, I think that's actually a positive step. You know, while it may seem like a negative that we're hearing so many more stories of, of people struggling with mental health and, and suffering from mental health issues, um, it's something that we all have to, to, to live with and work through. And, and I've made this analogy to um, to a couple really close friends of mine that, you know, the, the old school thinking was that mental health used to be um, like either you have it or you don't, right? Like either, yes, you yeah. do have mental health issues or no, you don't. And I completely disagree with that notion. I think that's a false dichotomy. Yeah. I, I view, I view mental wellness. I'm gonna call it mental wellness because I think it's I think it's a more appropriate term than mental health. I view mental wellness as just like any other muscle in our bodies. You know what I yeah. mean? You, you have and to something develops. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like it's it's like any other muscle in, in the human body. If you're gonna if you're gonna exercise it and take good care of it. It's going to be healthy and strong. If you don't, it won't be. So, the notion of 
he or she has mental health issues and he or she does not, I completely reject that. I think we all have degrees of mental wellness and we all have to work at it, every single one of us, you know, and, and within our own lives, we're all gonna have periods of time where our mental wellness is, is stronger and higher and we're gonna have times in our own lives where it's it's not as high. So does that mean that at times, you know, in my life I've got mental health issues and at times I don't? No. It yeah. means that there are, are ups and downs in everyone's life and everyone goes through it. So, you know, don't separate yourself from the conversation. Mental wellness is like any other muscle in the body. We all have to, to work at our wellness and we all have to support each other to, to promote mental wellness amongst, you know, ourselves. And we're all we're all brothers and sisters, man. We're all, you know, we're all here to keep each other going. So Emerson Griffin, yeah, it's a sad story. We're we're pulling for him and, and uh I really hope that, that people feel more comfortable talking about mental wellness and mental health issues, whether you're an athlete or whether you're you know, I don't care, whether you're a writer or an actor, whether you work at McDonalds, it doesn't matter. Just talk about it with somebody you feel comfortable with and um yeah, hit us up at SM604, hashtag SM604. Let us know what you think. Um, Going back to the pick. We're, yeah, we're going we're gonna to move into the pick em. So Minnesota is in L.A., six-and-a-half point favorite to the Rams on Thursday night, tomorrow night, primetime, baby. What you got, KTC? Well, I'm. it explains with the whole Everson thing, it explains why they just laid an egg against Buffalo. Now I see why. At the time when watching that game, they won, like, what, 20, like 30-something to six? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, the, like, like I had the, no answer to why that happened. The team now I see why. Yeah. It's a good thing that for the Viking. Well, not I shouldn't say good, but I guess the timing for for the events right now is good for them. That this Thursday night game forces them to refocus. Rams right now are losing big pieces on the secondary. Talib is officially on the yeah, IR he's right out. now. Yeah, he's out. He had ankle surgery. Marcus Peters is a game time decision, but I don't expect him to be a hundred percent if he does come back. I see the Vikings rebounding this one, not only covering spread, but potential or even winning this game. I'm going to take the Vikings. Give me that six and a half. Skull. <laughs> That's the in-studio Viking clap. That was the worst clap I've ever heard. I have man. my phone in my hand. That was the worst. That's better. That's better. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. So, you know, there are times where I, I want to, you know, I want to disagree with you just for the sake of, of argument and debate. You know, this is a this is a sports podcast, and there are times where we, we have to agree. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say on on this one. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. That that LA offense is is really clicking. Like they're really starting to come together. Yes, they lost um, Talib and and yet Park and Peters is a game time decision. But that defensive line is still unbelievable. Uh, they're playing at home. Minnesota, you know, from the Emerson Griffin situation, I'm not sure if they kind of know what what to do defensively. They just came off of a blowout. Um, this one is a tough call for me, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the Rams to cover, and I'm gonna say they win by a touchdown or more. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad we're gonna oppose on that one. Uh, the Sunday nighter. The Sunday nighter. Steelers. Yeah, the, <laughs> looking for the worst rivalry in football. They marked this freaking game false. on the calendar. It's a false months rivalry. ago. Yeah. Um, Your pick, DB. We got uh, the Ravens right now in Heinz Field in uh, Pittsburgh. That's correct. Pittsburgh favored by three and a half. Yep. What's your pick? Uh, I'm going. I'm going Steelers all the way on this one. Um, Big Ben looks like he is might be back, uh, playing well again. 
Um, you know, it doesn't look like we're going to see Le'Veon Bell anytime soon. Uh, James Conner has, has performed admirably, I would say, as as a, as a fill-in. Uh, we we still haven't seen a, a vintage, you know, Nino Brown like breakout game where he just dominates the entire field. Uh, Juju is playing great. He, I would say Juju's actually been their most consistent offensive weapon oh, yeah. through the three games. He has, he has more yards. Yeah, oh well, for sure. Uh, Big Ben's really found it. Um, and they're playing at home, and, and home Ben Roethlisberger versus away Ben Roethlisberger is a real thing. Uh, three and a half doesn't seem like much to me with the Ravens, who don't really know. I don't. I don't really think the Ravens have it figured out. Um, John Brown actually may not be playing either. He didn't practice at all today, so three and a half doesn't seem like much to me. I'm taking taking the Steelers all the way. All right. Well, I predicted that this game is gonna beat the side by field goal, so then that means I have to take the spread. So I have to take the Ravens. All right. I love it. I love it, man. You're taking the points. Sure. Awesome. Okay. Let's go to... Um, Worst this... game of all time. What? The Monday Nighter? No. This freaking Sunday Oh, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into uh, let's get into the last one of the pick'em. We got the Monday Nighter. KC in Denver going into the Mile High City. That The best offense in football. The best young quarterback in football going into the Mile High City. Uh, playing Case Keenum and the crew. Um, KC is a four and a half point favorite on the road. Denver, a four and a half point dog in their home house. KTC, what you got? <laughs> I'm going to call that this is just your classic Vegas trap bet. And what that means is that everyone's going to take Kansas City. Somehow, some way, the Broncos are going to cover the spread. I'm taking the Broncos, baby, on primetime. I think the primetime lights are going to be a little bit different than what Post Mahomes has been showing up for. for. Um, God, man, I'm I'm gonna say Vaughn Miller's gonna get in his face a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say he Post Mahomes won't put up the stat line that you've seen in the first three weeks, and I'm gonna take Denver in this one. Mm-hmm. It's a good call. Uh, it, it's a very good call, and and, I, and I'm tempted to take it. The reason I'm not gonna take it is because I'm I'm. I'm subscribing to the theory that I will start betting against KC once I see the fucking meteor, you know, cool off a little bit. Like they are burning brighter than the sun right now. And, and, you know, there's kind of the riding the hot hand theory. The hand is so hot right now that I have to keep riding it. And, and I just, I just don't dare bet against that offense until I see some sort of cooling effect. So if I take the L on it this week, I'm cool with it, but I'm riding that hot hand until I see them cool off. I'm taking KC. To cover the four and a half point spread on the road in Denver, take it to the bank. Boom, and that's exactly what a Vegas trap bet is. Yep. That's when people are just riding the streak and bam. Yep. That's how Vegas wins their money. And I and I don't doubt it, but but until I see otherwise that they're not gonna just keep blistering on offense. I I'll, I, mean, I have to keep going with it. Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. Like, the, the weapons is endless. And when you have a rocket ship cannon of an arm like Patrick Mahomes does, I mean, how can you bet against that? I'm, I'm going to keep riding that offense. I, and I hope they keep playing. I it love it. I love when so you and I have watch, three games yeah. different, like last week. Just like last week. So, yeah, again, we're, we're... And I don't think we mentioned the spread. The spread in the Monday nighter is four Yeah, no, no, we did. Four and a half yeah. for, for KC, okay. yeah. So uh, we're on opposite side of the fence for all three games. That's going to wrap up the NFL talk, wrap up the NFL pickums. I know I'm going to be taking the lead after next week. I can't wait for it. Um, yeah, you know, news and notes, man. I know, uh, I know our, our boy, our boy Santi, our boy Santiago was really upset that we shout didn't out. have shout out, shout out. Uh, Santi was really upset that we didn't have 
Lionel Messi in any of our Mount Goatsmore, uh, you know, rankings. He didn't rank in the top four or the honorable mention for any of us. <laughs> RC, you might be the foremost expert on, uh, on you know, uh, soccer, soccer in, in, in the SM604 studio. So what's your insight into why Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo did not make anybody's Mount Goatsmore? Fuck, man. You know, this is going to earn me some... Uh some more drama with my Mexican compadre. You know, he was <laughs> quite upset. Um, wh- fuck, man. Ultimately, I mean, what it boils down to, man, is we all love sports. We all love it for different fucking reasons. And the best athletes are not always going to be the most popular athletes. And, you know, there is something to be said about each different sport having different requirements for athletes. I mean, you know, a chess athlete is going to have different requirements than a volleyball player, right? Like, it's not all sports are equal. They don't demand the same com- uh, physical prowess, genetic uh, predisposition. Like, you know, he made a point, you know, you guys include basketball players, but 99% of the population can't be a basketball player because you don't, you're not two meters high. You're not six yeah. foot six. But you know what? Bottom line is we each have our own pros he's got Lionel Messi I have Lionel Messi as the best soccer player to ever grace the game but I don't have soccer players as the greatest athletes in sports and on that note that's all I got to say about that I think it's a good point so our to our our compadre Santiago there's your answer he doesn't make the list too bad well his sport doesn't make the list (laughs) but he's good anyway the beautiful game like they should be like it is you know called the beautiful game for a reason but the reason why it's a beautiful game is because you know it's it's not Lionel Messi carrying the 10 other teammates he has on the pitch you know for me the go to goats is like like how we broke it down last time is it's the success plus your stats plus how you revolutionize the game now Mm. soccer was Messi didn't make soccer bigger he definitely didn't the individual success, he has it, but the team success, like, besides besides all his wins in Barcelona, I mean, if he took um, Argentina to win in that 2014 World Cup, he has a case. Yeah. But he, I mean, he had his chances, and he blew it. Fuck, well, Sports and More 604. Guys, another That's great episode in the books. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to go deep into UFC 229, the return of the notorious Conor McGregor against Khabib Nurmagomedov, pound ground and pound specialist. It is the most anticipated fight in MMA of the last ten years. Absolutely. Do not yeah, you can be miss a promoter, man. You can yeah, you can be, be a, a promoter. promoter. <laughs> RC the promoter. Uh, yeah, guys, this is Sports and More six hundred four episode seven in the books. Hashtag SM six hundred four. Uh, guys, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to talk about. Um, this has been great. We appreciate all the feedback so far. Uh, it's it's been awesome. You know, the listeners are climbing, and and we really do appreciate all the love and support thus far. So. This is one more episode in the books. We'll catch you all next week. Peace out. We out.